and welcome to Eagles Off Duty. We are so excited to have you tuned in for our first episode of the Eagle Echoes podcast. We will be covering a lot of topics today, such as school news, sports, pop culture, fashion, student life, and more. Before we jump into these topics, why don't we introduce ourselves? Hi, my name is Sam Knight. And my name is Lily Sellemeyer. And, and we, we will, will be your recurring hosts for the Eagles Off Duty podcast. We are also in the studio today with our producers Annalise Medley and Hanlore Schuckart, along with our editor, Kenley Lafitte. The Eagles Off Duty podcast will be releasing new episodes between every issue of the newspaper. Our upcoming issue for January will cover many different stories. These include the National Quill and Scroll Honor Society's Toy Drive, the Band Rose Parade Trip, the Niceville Christmas Parade, and the construction of the new multi-purpose building. So make sure to get your friends, family, and yourself a copy during lunch. We will be set up at the table by the lunch lines. Also, make sure to tune in for every episode release. Our links will be on the website and we will have a QR code on our newspapers. You can access this podcast on many different platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and our website. If you are interested in participating or being on the podcast, feel free to reach out to Miss Humphrey, our teacher sponsor. Now, shall we get started? Let's. Hi everyone, this is Annalise Smedley and I will be the spokesperson for the fashion segment. As we all know, winter is approaching soon, so it's time to trade those tank tops and shorts for some sweaters, hoodies, and long pants. It's definitely time to stay warm, with temperatures hitting anywhere between 40 to 65 degrees. We are also expecting some rain this month, so make sure to bring your umbrellas to school as well. I think we are all excited for sweater weather. Now, we will be transferring back to Lily and Sam for updates on school news. It is almost time for midterm exams. Exams will officially start on December 18th and end December 21st. The schedule for Monday will be first period, third period, fourth period, fifth period, sixth period, seventh period, lunch, and then the second period exam. For Tuesday, the day will start with third period's exam, with a snack break during fifth period, and then fourth period's exam. On Wednesday, the day will begin with fifth period's exam, a snack break during first period, and then sixth period's exam. And the last day before break, will start with first period's exam, a snack break during second period, and then the last exam will be during seventh period. On Monday, school will end at the usual time. However, during Tuesday through Thursday, school will be released at 11.30. The winter break will start December 22nd, my birthday, and end January 6th. After the break, we will be heading into the third quarter and second semester of the school year. Check the Niceville website for a copy of this schedule. That's okaloosaschools.com slash Niceville. Hello, my name is Hannah Laura Shukar, and I will be covering the student life segment for today's episode. I am currently in the production studio with a hard-working student who is preparing for the upcoming exams. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you for having me. Thank you for accepting this interview. Can you please introduce yourself for the viewers? Hi, my name is Samantha Try. I'm a senior and I'm 17 years old. As we have discussed before, the midterm exam season is coming up. How are you feeling about it? Uh, stressed, <laughs> just a wee bit stressed. Okay. Um, but I think, it, I think we'll be okay, this is the last semester exam season I have to get through, thank mm -hmm. God. I totally understand. Um, are there any study tips that you would like to recommend? Um, I would say the most important thing is to do any of the study guides your teachers hand you, and if there's topics that you're unsure about in any of your subjects, is go back, look at any homework or question problems, ask questions to your teachers, make sure that you understand any topics that you're not fully confident on. Yeah, I know personally I need to go over it a lot. <laughs> How do you deal with all the stress that comes from exams? Because I know I definitely struggle. Uh, procrastination and caffeine. 
definitely it definitely helps yeah. um no but to be honest i take a lot of breaks when i'm studying um drink water just definitely take care of yourself during this time like eat properly but um i would say i take breaks when needed because i think that's always really important yes uh talking about stress what was your hardest exam and how did you get through it so my hardest exam was for ap lang um, we had to do a time writing and multiple choice questions, and that was my least favorite subject. I was not very good at it. So I looked back on all of my criticism for the time writings to make sure I was doing everything correctly. I watched YouTube videos on how to like properly form my essay, and then I did multiple choice practice questions to make sure I was getting better at them. Mm, you just have to push through. Uh, well, whenever I take my exams, I always bring a lucky charm in my pocket. Do you have any pre-exam rituals or lucky charms? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a lucky charm, but I always bring a necklace that I can fidget with to help with my anxiety. And then for um, pre-exam rituals, I just make sure I eat the morning of and get more sleep than I usually do. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish you all the best of luck on your exams. Right after all that stress, though, we will be going on break again. How are you feeling about the approaching winter break? Are you going to be doing anything special? Um, I'm really excited about break. My siblings, both of them are out of the house and they're coming home for Christmas. And my brother's bringing his new puppy, so I'm excited to meet them. And then, um, honestly, winter break, it's going to be sleeping and eating food, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, I just can't wait. I'm definitely going to catch up on some sleep myself. Well, are there any Christmas movies you'd like to recommend? Um, you know, the classics, The Grinch, you know, any of the three versions. The <laughs> uh, Polar Express, um, Home Alone's a good one. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I know it plays a lot, but The Christmas Story is kind of boring and I don't really like it. I've never seen it. It plays like 20 times on Christmas Day and I hate watching <laughs> it every single year. I definitely have to check that one out. Well, anyways, thank you so much for coming on here. Hopefully, we will see more from you in the future. Yeah, I'd like to come back on. All right. Well, please make sure to get some rest and earn some breakfast before your exams. The Eagle Echo staff wishes you all the best on your midterms. Today, we've got in the studio the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Reichard. He is an A-Push and AP World teacher here at Niceville High School, and we are so lucky to have him in the studio today. Hello, Mr. Reichard. Thank you for having me. Always happy to support the cause. All right, well, um, we can start off with Sam. You want to ask the first question? Um, yeah, I was just wondering, what, what does a day in the life of Riker look like? Like, what, what time are we getting up? How are we preparing our uh, lecture notes, you know? It's a very complex question. Um, as my students know, I have sleep issues. Right. And I have a lot of work to do. So my normal day starts at like 4.30 in the morning. Um, I live in Fort Walton. I get to school around 5.30 because teaching college-level classes to some of the best students in Okaloosa County takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to get prepared so there's always something to do. So um, I mean I'm sure most students are familiar with your work given that you teach uh, AP uh, histories but what what is kind of the thought process behind your teaching style? Let's be honest kids don't like to read textbooks and the way most textbooks are worded does not capture interest so I try to think of, if I was a, a teenager going to that dark mind space, um, and I'm reading this text, how could I explain it to actually get the teenage brain to actually understand the relevant part of it? And to me, to do that, you need to include some humor and some understanding of the people that you're, you're teaching, your, your audience. Yeah, well, your teaching style is obviously effective. You boast some of the highest AP pass rates in Iceville High School. 
What is your uh, preparation strategy for the AP exams? What do you try to do uh, for your students there? Um, I think one of the reasons I do a pretty decent job is trying to get kids to make the connection from what they're learning to how it's applicable to things that they know now. Because if you make a personal connection to it, you're not gonna have to study to remember it. There's gonna be some, some way that it's gonna kind of you know, stick in that mindset um, even throughout the course of a whole year. Awesome. So as many people know that you're a UF alum, can you tell us a little bit more about your education background? Yeah, um, so I actually born and raised in Okaloosa County. So I started off at Shalomar Elementary, then transferred to Wright Elementary, then went to Pryor, and then um, graduated from the IB program at Choctaw, which is the International Baccalaureate program, for those who don't know. Probably the most rigorous college prep program um, you can take. Except for your classes. Except for, <laughs> except for Mr. Reichert's history classes. But it's, a, it's a more formal track. Like They pretty much control every single thing that you, uh, you take throughout um, the entire four years of high school. But um, that made me super prepared for college. Um, what's kind of interesting, though, because I have this conversation with the upperclassmen quite often, is that um, I was a first-generation college student. So I was kind of testing the waters as far as how to deal with the whole college scenario. And um, I only applied to one college. And that was the University of Florida. And luckily I got in, um, and I actually started off as an undecided major. Um, it's gonna be my, my advice to those of you who are maybe planning on going to university is that don't look at a job as a way to make money because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's gonna be painful regardless of what that paycheck is. So it took me a while to um, figure out what exactly I wanted to study. Um, uh, in all honesty, I got kicked out of my first major and then tried out sociology and the first sociology course I took just really made me a lot more aware of why things are the way they are and ways to possibly improve um, the lives of people. And that kind of merged with my semi-interest in teaching. So after I got a bachelor's in sociology, I went and got my master's in social studies education at University of Florida. Awesome. Go Gators. Go, Go Gators. Gators. Why did you choose UF uh, to apply to? Um, because that's where all my friends were applying to. You know, fair, fair, fair decision. <laughs> and FSU was too close to, to this area. I needed to go far away, farther <laughs> away. I, I'm sure some of our students definitely understand that sentiment. So, I mean, you mentioned sociology. Uh, do you have any kind of tidbits uh, from your sociology degree that you'd like to bring out? What, what was your favorite thing that you learned? Um, my favorite topic that actually got me just really interested in the field was um, social inequality. Um, because if you are not automatically in an advantaged position um, in the United States, it's hard to understand how others who are not in that position, what they have to do to, to work their way up. And um, I think that, especially for high school kids who are on that college track or any kid who's gonna be a voter soon needs to have kind of a more realistic understanding of present circumstances because you can't fix something or make something better if you don't know what causes it in the first place. Yeah, that's, that's very insightful. I think one of the other things that you're kind of renowned for is your uh, international trips. So would you be able to list kind of all the different places you've been? Whew, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll count. I've been traveling internationally with students since 2013, so I have to go through my mental map. Um, all right. We have Ireland, the UK, Spain, France, Switzerland, Italy, Vatican City, because that does count, um, <laughs> Turkey, Germany, Austria, Hungary, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Japan, 
Australia, New Zealand, and then this year I'll be adding to my account and going to Japan again, as well as I'm visiting South Korea. So that is a whopping 16 countries, 15 if you don't include Vatican City. And 17 by the end of the year, including yeah. Vatican City. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, do you have any favorite memories from these trips? Honestly, it sounds corny, but the, the coolest thing I find about these trips, I mean, I obviously learn stuff, I experience things that are new, but it's just seeing the kids outside of a traditional classroom being able to, to be educated and learn things at the same time that they're just like legitimately just happy to be having the experience. So I like just like to see the students um, be more people in front of me than, you know, just that number and that one seat, taking that one test in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, what's the coolest thing you've seen while traveling? What's the coolest site you've been to? That is a hard question to answer. Cause I mean, oh, I think the most breathtaking scenery has to be Switzerland, or New Zealand, um, just because I'm a Florida boy and everything's flat and sandy and seeing mountains and cold weather and forests is, is pretty cool. Um, as far as the social stuff, like Spain has a really cool social vibe because everyone is just laid back and they tend to, their, their day ends maybe 10 or 11 at night because they like to just hang out. Um, Japan though, the people, they might not be able to you know speak with you because not, uh, not many people know English there, but they're super polite and super accommodating. I just remember this one time where I went into a convenience store in Japan and I purchased something that had like a coupon to get something else for free attached to it. And this guy who spoke no English was trying to get me to go back and get my free item, but then realized that that free item was gone and he called one of his coworkers over and they figured out how to tell me to come back later that night when they restocked so I could get my free item later, even though I was just like this white guy tourist. Um, They're all just like really, really nice and accommodating. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful amazing. that you've been able to have such a great experience traveling. So, I mean, you've traveled lots of places internationally, correct? Correct. So, I've heard that you haven't been that many places inside of the U.S. That is true, yeah. So, uh, if you were to set up a domestic trip, where would it be? I'm going to have to say I, I need to get to New York City. I, if we're talking about you know this, the international experience, like New York City is one of the most cosmopolitan cities in our country, and I really want to um, go and check that out at some point. And then hopefully do some stuff on the West Coast. The only place I've been on the West Coast is L.A., and it was only for a couple hours. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in, in doing my domestic travel too, but that requires money. <laughs> you heard it here first. New York trip confirmed. <laughs> so, okay, this is kind of a strange question. Um, but I was actually asking Ms. Bullhalter, who teaches AP Macroeconomics, as well as, I believe, um, Ace Euro? Ace European History, yes. Yeah. Um, so she was saying how you're a millennial. So Barely. One of, one of age the, is a social construct in many ways, but <laughs> it's a sociology topic. Right. And uh, one of the common millennial tropes is avocado toast. So I want to know, have you ever tried avocado toast? I actually have not. You I have not had avocado, with avocado, but I've just never made or sat and ordered avocado toast before. No. All right. Well, calling all students, bring Mr. Reichert some avocado toast. <laughs> Only if it's good, though. Because he's got to have this formative life experience. Put some trying, protein on there too. Or trying avocado toast. Love we'll avocado get we'll get a nice poached egg on. You're kind of famed for writing some of the best rec letters at Niceville High School. Uh, can you tell us your process that uh, goes into that? Um. I mean, the point of a letter of recommendation is to talk up the students. So I, one, one thing I kind of have to tell my, my kids who um, want me to write a letter is just please tell me anything that you've done in high school regardless of what you think the importance is so I can tie that in and, and make people 
um, want to add you to their institution. So, um, you know, extracurriculars within school, but things through church, church organizations, just uh, to give a well-rounded and not just a script type of letter of recommendation. Some teachers have templates and I try to make it as personal as possible because the readers know when the teacher has made it their own. If the teacher's made it their own, that means they know that teacher wants that kid to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. As you kind of mentioned earlier, your classroom has a very like convivial energy, very fun classroom. Um, can you tell us any favorite stories that have come out of the out of your classroom? Uh, yeah, just what, what's interesting is almost every year, somehow some kid will get, you know, the, the, the gumption to ask me about my hair care routine um, because I have a lot of scalp. So, and they think it's kind of like a, you know, a joke, like a haha, we're making fun of Mr. Reichard in a respectful way. But um, I just go with it. And I'm a teacher. If someone asks me a question, I'm going to answer it. He's committed to the bit. Com yeah. Commitment to the bit. I found in my career that good teaching is 20% good acting and entertaining. <laughs> All right, absolutely. Um, we are roughly out of time with you, so thank you so much for coming into the studio today. We love having you. Anytime. Yeah, I mean, it's been great talking. I think we really learned a lot here about who Mr. Reichert is as a person. And I think just kind of one of the big things that I took away from this interview is that you have just this amazing connection to your students, and I really think you have a dedication to learning. You know, I, I think you're not that focused on grades or statistics or pass rate. You're really focused on at the end of the year, you know, during the trips, do the students learn? Do they really gain knowledge? And I think that's really respect respectable. So. I think that's one of the reasons that my kids do so well is that they know that I'm personally invested in it. It's not just a job, it is, it is a calling. All right. Well, wonderful to have you in the studio today. Uh, as always, go Eagles. Go Eagles. Sports. One of NYSEL's biggest categories in terms of achievement. I'm Mackenzie Lamb, and I'll be the spokesperson for sports teams on this podcast. In this episode, we'll be going over football, girls weightlifting, girls basketball, and boys soccer. Starting with football, as many of you know, the playoffs were not so long ago. Despite not winning, the players did fight hard to get where they are. The football team ended their season off with nine wins overall. Congratulations to all the players. You guys did an amazing job. It's such an honor to have such great players representing our school. The Nysel varsity football team placed number seven in Florida Division 4S and number 35 in Florida. What an amazing year. On behalf of the Eagle Echo staff, we would also like to thank the coaches for their hard work and dedication to the team. Now, as some of you may not know, basketball, wrestling, and soccer seasons are all starting soon, or, well, have started. Girls basketball started off their season with two wins in their games against Fort Walton Beach High School and T.R. Miller. There will be a home game against Fort Walton Beach High School tomorrow and one against Choctaw on the 15th, so please come out and support the team. Another year, another great season. Good luck to the Lady Eagles. Boys soccer kicked off their season at the start of last month with a win against Choctaw at home. So far, the boys have secured two wins and one draw. Their wins so far have been against Crestview and Choctaw with a tie against Gulf Breeze. We would like to congratulate Jake Tickner for winning Player of the Game against Crestview on November 27th. There will be a soccer game against Gulf Breeze again on the 15th and one against South Walton on the 19th as well. Make sure to show your school spirit by coming out to these games. We would also like to wish the male soccer team good luck in their future games. The girls weightlifting team is coming in hot this season with their iconic motto, Nobody Cares, Work Harder. Such a real statement. Anyways, about a week ago, the team had a meet with Crestview and Milton. Just recently, they had a competition against Fort Walton Beach as well. 
Soon they'll be having a Christmas invite event and their Christmas break practices before heading out to the Navarre invite in the district meet. Juliana Gonzalez was named as lifter of the week at the end of November. What an incredible title after battling through an injury. Just shows how strong these girls really are. Congratulations, Juliana, and we wish the girls weightlifting team all the best for the rest of the season. Hello, this is Annalise Medley, here for the pop culture section for this episode. Here, we will be talking about music, movies, television shows, and celebrity status. We are approaching Christmas, and what better way to spend it than binge-watching Christmas movies while drinking hot chocolate? Of course, you can revisit the old classic Christmas movies such as Elf, Home Alone, and The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. There are also new movies coming out such as Dashing Through the Snow, Candy Cane Lane, and Diary of the Wimpy Kid Christmas Cabin Fever. If you're not interested in watching Christmas movies during the break, there are still many movies you can enjoy. This includes Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, The Boy and the Heron, Wonka, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and Migration. Since it's nearing the end of the year, it is important to mention Spotify Wrapped has finally been released. It's time to see what music you've listened to the most this year. It's time! Also, Mariah Carey has officially melted. Finally, it's season for her iconic recording of All I Want for Christmas. Even if you do not enjoy the Christmas music, you definitely have to acknowledge that Mariah Carey is an icon. Television-wise, Netflix has just recently re released all the episodes on their show Squid Games The Challenge, a live-action survival competition show for $4.56 million based off of the famous Korean show Squid Games. Squid Games is a very tense game with very smart players. If you are interested in an anticipating survival show, I'd highly recommend watching it. And that's it for this week's pop culture segment. Make sure to tune in for our next episode pop culture segment if you're interested on in learning more. It is important to stay informed about your school's activities and clubs. As Eagles, we pride ourselves in our wide variety of academic and athletic extracurriculars. To emphasize our achievements and school involvement, Every episode, we will be welcoming a club representative onto Eagles Off Duty to discuss the club's activities and their upcoming events. Today, we are going to go over the speech and debate team's activities with Kyla, the captain of the team. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you introduce yourself to the viewers, please? I'm Kyla Rose Menson. I'm in 11th grade, and I'm a varsity member of the speech and debate team. It's nice to be able to speak with you. I mean, if I recall, this is your third year. So what's keeping you here? What's keeping me here? Thank you for asking me. Definitely my freshman and sophomore year being able to meet such great debaters definitely inspired me to continue on with speech and debate. Um, it's been a wonderful experience so far and I just love being able to lead our team. That's awesome. Are you on the debate side, the speech side, or both? I am actually more on the debate side. I do Congress, which is congressional debate and we debate mainly about interests of the U.S. and it's a very interesting form of debate, but there are multiple different sides of debate, and there's also speech as well, and many different students, we all do different types, so it's definitely interesting to see everybody contribute. So for students who aren't uh, involved in forensics, which is speech and debate, um, could you just kind of go over what the different uh, categories are and what they entail? In yes, summary? of course. There's many different types of debates and speech, one of them being Congress, like I mentioned before, and again, it's more based on U.S. interests, and we talk about different types of legislations that are mainly student-made, and we, use, we have these certified judges that have many experiences within that field. For 
Lincoln-Douglas, which is another form of debate, it's a one-on-one -on -one debate, and we talk about a lot of things in regards to logical and ethical values and philosophy. Now, turning over to speech, speech, there's even more categories. I don't even know where to start with that, but speech, it's definitely dramatic interpretation, and they too can also talk about current events, but it's mainly just talk, like speeching, and it's pretty awesome. So it's more fictional? Yes, say. it is, and we don't use props at all. And another thing that we in recently introduced was Incubate, which is somewhat like Congress and Lincoln Douglas. It's more of a mixture of both, so it's really interesting to see that also be important to us. That's awesome. Uh, what made you in particular choose Congress? Uh, moving to a new school, Congress provided me to work on a team-based type of debate, and I thought that was really important to build up my confidence and also meet new people. That's wonderful. Yeah, I really think uh, debate kind of prepares you for the real world, right? It, it seems like a lot of these skills are uh, really bolstering your kind of intellectual and speaking abilities. And I mean, I know personally my experience in uh, speech and debate really helped me here, like recording on this podcast. Um, so I guess my question is, what is kind of your favorite topics to debate and what do you really learn from that? So some of my favorite topics to debate have to regard in foreign policy, for example, the current issues happening in Ukraine and Russia, and also things like, again, going back to stuff about Congress and the U.S. and their effects with neighboring countries as well. I think that's also really important. And just going into topics like that, I think, are just really good. That's awesome. Do you have any like favorite memories um, from debate? Definitely participating in workshops and go, being able to meet other students from other schools. I think that was really important to me and also seeing from their points of views because yes, we see points of views from the people in our class and within our club, but also seeing it from a wider range of different people and being able to debate them. So you mentioned the debate class and the debate club. Could you kind of enlighten us on what the difference between the two is? So. The debate club is a chance for people who may not be able to take the class or maybe just want to know more about debate, not necessarily commit themselves to the debate class. But with the club, we introduce multiple different types of debate, speech, and it really enlightens many kids from Niceville. And they end up, a lot of them, joining the class a year later. So. Okay, so the, the club is kind of almost like the introduction, whereas the class, you really hone those skills. Yes. Okay, nice, nice. It's awesome that you've got so many ways for students to get involved. Uh, do you have any plans for this year concerning competitions? Yes, so we are actually going to be hosting a couple more workshops, and we are also going to have um, students from other schools come to our school so we can all collaborate together. Also, we host Zoom meetings that we also do the same thing, but for people who might not be able to come in person, it gives them the opportunity to be able to speak to us. And also, a couple of our students are going to be competing in the Incubate Debate Championship Final that's coming up here in a couple of months, so we are preparing for that right now. That's so exciting. Well, uh, we wish you and the team the best of luck. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! Thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining the first episode of Eagles Off Duty with us. If you are interested in joining the speech and debate team, you can head down to their practices in room 523 every Thursday after school. For more information and future updates, join the Remind at EGLDB8. Eagle Debate! If you want to stay updated on the podcast and our newspaper, follow the main Instagram for the Niceville Eagle Echo at Niceville underscore Eagle Echo. 
We also have a special Instagram for Eagles Off Duty, so if you'd like to, go follow at niceville.eaglesoff.duty. You can also check us out on the Niceville High School page by clicking newsletters and then Eagle Echo. There, you can find all of our past issues, sports updates, and news. You can also follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and download our episodes on Apple Music. For more personal updates, you can join the Remind at D763626. We are nearing the end of our first episode, and we have a couple of sponsors we'd like to mention and thank for making this podcast possible. Rolnick Realty, Northwest Florida State College, Bird Seafood Market, NHS Theater, and the Eagle's Nest. Monica Atkinson, Mid-Bay News, the Mid-Bay Rotary Club, Eglin Federal Credit Union, and Cynthia Zimmerman. Anna Welch, Bay Brown, Max Brown, Mr. Hernandez, Shauna Christ, and Keith Lamb. Eliza Michener, Charles Law, Mary Norton, Lieutenant Colonel James Tucker, Tammy Jennings, and the Lafitte family. Beverly Bearfield, Sharon Murphy Duran, Gerald Amos Horton, Dr. James Norton, Trisha Brunson, and Betsy Christensen. Vivian James, Donna Lily Wicks, the Farabaugh family, Karen Hartley Fillingham, Deborah Duncan, and Ada Lisa Bellamy. Mary Taylor Sims, Pamela Smith, Judy Byrne Riley, Sherry Moore Lucas, the Martinez family, and Jimmy Boyce Jelly. Gina White, Martha Warner, Dana Fowler Wilson, Tom and Martha Woodcock, Sherman and Lori Eller. Linda Vanchik, Tim Bryant, Deanna Hodge Galak, and Hope McCormick. Without these amazing sponsors, the newspaper and podcast would not exist, so thank you. If you are interested in sponsoring Newspaper Club, you can email Ms. Humphrey at kelly.humphrey at okaloosaschools.com. That's K-E-L-L-Y dot H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y at okaloosaschools.com. Or you can head to room 618 to get a sponsor form. We hope you all enjoyed the first episode of the Eagles Off-Duty podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, and please make sure to tune in for the next episode. If you have any recommendations, suggestions, or questions, please feel free to contact us. This has been the, the Eagles, Eagles Off-Duty. Off Duty. Woo!